0: BLOB TALK RADIO
1: Welcome to a new season of The Urban Wire, episode 75. Tonight, we're going to be talking about a whole lot of stuff that's going on in the news and the media and in the world of entertainment. Um, tonight, I have uh, my co-host, Michael Snyder, on online. And we, is- just, we have a jam-packed show for you tonight. I know we have some more people that are expected to come into the room. But I just wanted to tell you guys that um, we have not forgotten about you. I know a lot of people have been asking about the show, you know. Um, Just wanted to take, you know, a little break and stuff like that. We're going to be having some new things coming up this season. We're going to be bringing some new people on board. It's just going to be a really good good comeback uh, for the Urban Wire and just the UCOFW network in general. We will be having some new shows on our network, so be on the lookout for that. And I just want to thank everybody for their support. Um, you know, uh, um people don't have to support you. And I just I'm just very grateful that there's been a lot of people that have been with us through the thick and thin for the past several years. So we just wanna um send a special thank you to all of our listeners. Um just so you will know, um if you would like to weigh in on anything that we're discussing tonight. Um, feel free to give us a call at 646-915-8200. Once again, that's 646-915-8200. We also have a couple of Facebook pages. We do have our group page where we, uh, you know, uh, where we leave updates about the show pertaining to um, COFW, our upcoming videos and things of that nature. Also, we do have an actual fan page as well. So, Make sure you get on there, like that page. We'll be posting our videos up. Um, this year, we've been laying low, but we're about to pick up. Um, we did have our um, interview that we posted a couple months ago with um, uh, BET's, uh, well, 2011 BET uh, Sunday Best winner, Amber Bullock which you can go back on our um, YouTube page and watch that at www.youtube.com slash U-C-O-F-W. And also, um, early this year, we had a chance to interview Tony Newman. She has a book out called Still I Rise. And I, I urge everyone to read that book. It really is a wake-up call to women in general. And just, I mean, it, it, it's a good book to read. It's a lot of twists and turns. But really, it's just a it's, – it's really it's a good book about life in general and just
0: um, relationships,
1: just, you know, um, how people should really be cautious about the people that they're with because you never know who or what you're laying with at night. So, um, we're going to really start this show off. Um, we're still getting ready. Uh, you know, we're getting into the groove of things. Once again, the number is 646-915-8200 if you want to call. Tonight, I'm just going to tell you what we're going to talk about. and give you a quick rundown. And if, if we don't get to, to all our topics, we will be back next Monday. Tonight, I really want to start off this show because our hearts are heavy and our spirits are pretty low right now um, here in the city of Indianapolis. We have lost a local and national community activist and journalist and just 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 a, a, a wonderful human being. Um, his name is Amos Brown, and we're gonna uh, talk about his life and his legacy here in a little bit. Um, also, we're gonna get on the the whole controversial um, thing about Raven Simone and her her controversial comments on the View for the last several weeks. And also, if we have time, we're gonna get to um, Jared. Fogle from, um, you guys remember him from Subway. He actually lived here in Indiana, um, in Zionsville, Indiana, which is not too far from Indianapolis. We're going to talk about that. We're going to get an update on that. Um, and also, uh, we're going to talk about the mother who got on social media and pretty much blasted, put her child on blast, you know, and pretty much said that her child's hygiene was not up to par, and she just pretty much humiliated this child. So we're going to get on the subject of people who have no limits when it comes to social media. Like it seems like everybody wants to be uh, the next social media superstar, and people will stoop to all you know all time lows just to get validation on social media. So we're going to get on that. Um, if we have time, we're going to talk about some of the new reality uh, shows that are on TV right now. Um, as you guys know, season eight of The Real Housewives of Atlanta um, uh, premiered last night, so we're going to get on that. And, Michael, I think you have something on gun control. We're going to get on that. And then also there's another story we're going to try to get to called uh, pertaining to um, this this young lady. Of Mexican descent, she was an intern for a company, and she released this viral tweet on um social media and pretty much there was a huge backlash behind it because it was a racist kind of like kind of tweet and illustration. so we're gonna talk about that, and we're gonna talk about how how is it that you are a minority? but yet you still want to look down on African-Americans. I thought we're supposed to all be in this together. So we're going to talk about a lot tonight. Um, I'm probably going to go to another song so we can still get organized and get everything together. Um, I know I've been rambling on, but, uh, Michael, is there anything you want to add or anything you want to uh, talk about before we go to a quick break?
2: No, not that I can really think of at the time.
1: All right. Well um we will be back um we're going to go to some Jill Scott. Um we opened up the show with a song, well a new single from Tisha Campbell. Now a lot of you guys remember her from um Martin, the the show Martin back in in the 90s, you know, and you know she played in a lot of movies back in the early 90s and stuff like that. Um, Now she has a CD out because you you guys all knew that she could sing. You know, she she sung a little bit on the show here and there. But um, she actually had a single out, I think, in the late 80s or early 90s too. So, you know, a lot of people didn't know about that. So now she has a new CD that's coming out. um, And also, um, if we have time, I might play Janet Jackson's new, one of her new uh, singles from her, latest release and also um, we're going to play a little Jill Scott this is one of her latest releases so we got a lot of good music here tonight we're going to try to squeeze in here and there if we can but if not you know we're going to roll it over to next week so um, I guess we will return after this brief message. urban wire episode 75 that was one of jill scott's latest releases called you don't know you definitely need to go out and purchase that cd because that cd is all that so we're going to jump straight to our line we have michael snyder and we also have um um, another caller that just joined the line um, caller 516 Um, do you have a question or a comment to start off the show
3: or
0: No, I just love the show, and I loved your interview with Tony Newman. It was an eye-opener, but it was very truthful and very accurate.
1: All right, well, thank you for listening. Feel free to chime in at any point if you have anything to say. Um, Tonight we're going to open up this show. I really want to do a tribute to um one of our local activists here in Indianapolis um he was also well known he moved here from Chicago back in 1975 and he's been a um huge voice a major voice here um in the city of Indianapolis speaking up and speaking out um to issues of discrimination um for all walks of life not just you know um uh, the black community but he's he's also I've um, been an advocate for the LGBT community, the religious community, and just people in general that just needed help or needed assistance or uh, just needed advice. Like, you know, he would help you out. Um, like, he, he opened up his lines every day, and he, and he just had an answer for everything because he had a lot of clout and a lot of pull in the city. And, like, he's met a lot of um, procedures, people throughout the years, and brought a lot of people to... Um, the the radio waves just to, like, educate and, you know, inform the people. And um, we just lost him this past weekend. He went home to visit um, his father in Chicago, who, you know, which he was in the hospital, and he went up there to visit his, his uh, father. And um, unfortunately, when he got to the hospital, he had a heart attack, and they weren't able to, Um, save him, but um, it it was just it was really a sudden death because no one knew that he was even sick. Like, he had a lot of energy, you know. Um, he had a lot of, you know, just 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 a really lively person. And if you ever had a chance to meet Amos Brown, which I've met him before, he just he's just a really humble, down to earth person, willing to talk to anybody, willing to give advice to anybody. Um, he just he gave a lot of himself to the community of Indianapolis. He moved here um, looking to make a difference, and he really did. And one thing, he he was really into the political scene. He, he believed in everyone should have a, a voice, like everybody should be heard. So he brought a lot of um, local politicians, um, a lot of national politicians to um, his show. And it just wasn't about trying to promote the left or the right, you know, um, he had Republicans and Democrats on his show. Um, He brought a lot of uh, people on his show that, that could offer resources to the community. And um, I think we, we really should look at this man because like, I think with him passing, I think the real, I think we, we really have, it's like an endangered species of person. Like, you know, we don't, true journalism and true activism is like dying off. You know, everybody wants to be, you know, seen and heard on social media, but a lot of people don't want to get out there and pound the pavement and do the the work. And I think that um, he was one of those pioneers that really exhibited that type of behavior and and that type of action. So we're going to go to a clip um, provided by um, which V eight, which is our local news station And just to give you a kind of a background of his life And just to give you uh, You know, a brief synopsis of what happened And uh, we'll be back And uh, we'll discuss his life some more well, If you guys want to call in um, If you have any good memories of Amos Brown And anybody wants to, you know, chime in tonight Feel free to give us a call at 646 646- and we will be back after this brief news clip.
4: Tonight on 24-Hour News 8, we mourn the loss of an important voice in Indianapolis.
5: Yes, hi, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am, go
4: ahead. Amos Brown led a community conversation on race relations from behind his microphone for years, and his work in the community will be felt for generations. Tonight... A city grieves the loss of Amos Brown. Yeah, good evening, everyone. I'm Phil Sanchez. We begin tonight with the surprising news of the death of Amos Brown. The Hall of Fame broadcaster and community leader died yesterday while visiting family in Chicago. We start our coverage on this shocking loss with our Jessica Lauren, who's live outside of Brown's radio studio in downtown Indianapolis. Jessica, good evening to you.
6: We'll talk about using media as a platform to make a difference. That is the statement we're hearing from his coworkers and from callers over and over again, that he just had a real passion for making a difference. Come on inside. This is what's happening in the studio right now. A lot of sharing is going on live in the studio. They're talking about his legacy and the impact that he made throughout his 40-year career throughout Indianapolis. Producers shared what it was like working with him as they passed around tissue boxes. I was told he was a very direct, outspoken person who had a big heart. Brown was very active in the community many appreciated that from hearing the phone calls just pour into the studio after the news came in he collapsed friday passing away from a heart attack at the age of 64 years old everyone here at the studio one is in shock his coworkers say he told them see you soon i'm just taking a quick trip to chicago to visit my father it didn't
5: matter what the situation was if somebody was complaining about potholes he wanted to get an answer for them and he wanted us to find a way to help them so it was all about him helping he was such
6: a servant for this city well tonight at 10 and 11 we are going to tell you what his co-workers are going to put together in his honor to honor his 40-year career here in central indiana we'll tell you about that at 10 and 11 for now we are live here at his place of business for so many years, where the outpour is just coming in. People are calling, it's in queue. We're going to give you more of an update next at 10 11. For now, live in Indianapolis, Jessica Lauren, 24 Hour News 8.
4: All right, Jessica, thank you very much. And reaction to Amos Brown's death is coming in from all parts of the community. Mayor elect Joe Hogsett, releasing a statement saying, in part, our city mourns the loss of a special person who gave us a sense of communal responsibility and universal compassion. He was kind, he was wise, and he cared deeply about our city. City Council President Maggie Lewis also releasing a statement. Amos Brown dedicated his life, she says, advocating for issues affecting African Americans. His passion for journalism and commitment to our community created the perfect recipe for sharing information that impacted our quality of life. Congressman Andre Carson writing, he was the trusted voice for news and culture in our city, off the air, he was an active leader who spent his life standing up for those in need and working to make our community stronger. Our city is better because of his voice. And news of Amos Brown's untimely death spread quickly on social media, and folks going online now to express their grief. IPS Superintendent Dr. Lewis Farabee Fer- tweeted, "Devastated about the loss of longtime community activist and radio host Amos Brown. He challenged me and all for excellence." Butler University tweeting Amos was an extraordinary civic leader and friend, and even the Children's Hospital of Indianapolis tweeting, you have touched many lives in Indianapolis and beyond. You will be missed. And we here at WISH-TV feel the exact same way. Many of us worked alongside Amos for years. He was a hard-nosed journalist with a passion for the community. For more now on his legacy, here's our own Julian Grace, Tina Cosby, and Lori Wilson.
7: I just want to go ahead and start, guys, with the last time you saw Amos, I think it came as such a shock because he's always had so much energy and uh, you saw him just this week.
1: Yeah, we were at the Simon Tower on Thursday evening for speaking engagement and Amos, he was the moderator and he had his same energy as he always does and he was talking about different issues um, concerning minorities in media and then just different issues in the city and he
2: just seemed like Amos.
1: You know, I I didn't think anything that this could possibly be the last time that I would be in his presence. the mood that night was very energetic. I mean, we just had a great time.
5: And and for me, a few days before that, uh, we used to run into each other. We found it to be quite a a habit at the Walmart Uh, and with our grocery carts uh, stopping and and talking and discussing and solving the world, if if you listen to Amos talk about it. But um, yeah, he's just an incredible presence, and and I still, I don't think these early stages have processed it. It's, it's almost impossible to process uh, such a presence, such a voice, such a commanding um, citizen that 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 took care of his citizenship in every way that you could possibly think of. And where there's so many branches to Amos that it, it, it's just impossible to encapsulate in, in just a few minutes, especially so soon after hearing the news of his of his untimely passing.
7: And he was a part of everybody's afternoon as well right right. afternoons with amos uh, the long-running show on uh you know praise 1310 the light and and i always felt like you know he didn't make any sort of bones about who he stood for no no he didn't he was a person of the community
4: he certainly was our coverage of the loss of amos brown continues on wishtv.com there you will find reaction to his current and former co-workers at radio one There's also a photo gallery showing some of his work in the community. There's also a collection of reaction to his death, all of that on wishtv.com. And of course we'll have much more on the passing of Amos Brown tonight at 10 and 11 o'clock.
1: All right, we're back. Um, I don't know, like, you know, this kind of brings up the subject, like, is there true activism still present in today's times? Um, you, you know, I you know, I really think that social media is a very good tool, but I think it's also kind of caused us to become a little lazy, too, like because we, we think that just speaking out on social media, that that's going to solve the world's problems instead of actually getting out there and physically pounding the pavement and getting out there protesting like people did back in the day. And as you've seen... You know, people back in the days, they actually got out there and and, um, and protested. They came together. They came together, you know, created solutions to problems. I think that we're lacking that in today's uh, generation. And Michael, I don't know what do you, what do you feel like that? Do you do you feel that we've kind of lost a lot of these true leaders that we've seen in the past? People that actually were out there picketing and people that were actually putting themselves out there in harm's way. Uh, Do you think that we've kind of become soft in this generation?
2: I absolutely do. I mean, I I grew up mainly in the 80s and 90s, and before there was a social media presence. And the social media presence has certainly changed the face of how activism, I guess, takes place or comes forward. But you're right. Mm -hmm. I believe it does get lazy in a lot of cases you know yes you still see a lot of the good old-fashioned picketing out there or people stand out there with signs and stuff but it's not what it used to be it really isn't it seems like people have substituted the keyboard in many ways to as a substitute for actually doing the footwork
1: right and I think also with that being said I do think that um, although I do like I like I mentioned a minute ago, I I think that social media is a good tool. I think it has created a it, it has it has its place in society. I think it has made um, a lot of positive um, changes, like you know, in a lot of different movements and stuff like that. But I think also it, there's a dark side to social media too, because I think we live in a society now where everybody is obsessed with. Who you know become the next social media star? You know people need validation through social media, so I think a lot of people um, are out here willing to stay and do anything to get that attention that they they crave, you know, or that that they need mm-hmm. because they feel that that's the only way that they can stand out, you know. And I think that that's a huge problem with today today's society. Everybody's trying to. Well, you know, for lack of a better term, everybody's there's a you know too many attention whores out here. Yeah, and I that's think a good me, term for it, yeah, yeah, and you know, and I think people, and, w- and when you look at that terminology, it's 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 very befitting to a lot of these people because you're willing to sell yourself out, willing to sell your soul to the devil just for a couple Twitter likes, or just for like some Facebook likes or a world star hip hop acknowledgement, you know? So I think that, um, we need to look at that. So I don't know. I just, I think it's a really sad situation. And it was a story that I wanted to get to a little later about this mother that put her, her daughter out there, um, on social media. Like, and you can kind of tell that the daughter, um, was, I hate to say this term, but she was a little slow. But I think the mother humiliated her daughter um, on Facebook, talking about how she has poor hygiene and she she's um, has these pissy pads and like used like tampons and stuff laying around, and how her bathroom is like filthy and stuff like that. But to me, why would you ever humiliate
2: your child like that? Mm. You know, especially when the child is of some form or fashion, special needs.
0: Yeah.
1: And instead of you teaching your child, you know, proper hygiene and showing her the proper way, what do you do? You get on social media and humiliate your child like that is just despicable to me. And, you know, um, I've seen that video that went viral and it's been a lot of people that she got a lot of backlash from that. I guess like she thought that she would be the quote unquote parent of the year by putting her child on blast. But really, I think that it backfired on her because a lot of people were literally trying to find out where this woman was at because this was like really an extreme, you know, case of child abuse of how she really humiliated this child. Like, and then you've seen the picture of the mother. You've seen her silhouette in a bit. She looked like a big, fat, sloppy pig herself. So who are you to sit there and judge your child when you're sitting up here? I don't know what that was she had on, some purple towel or some purple moo she had on. It makes she you wonder if a-
2: learned it from someone else, like mom.
1: Exactly. You know, you lead by example. And if, if your child is exhibiting that type of behavior, that's a reflection of you. You see what I'm saying? So I, I just really felt, I felt really sad for that child. I really felt uh, very, I don't know. I mean, I know we've kind of gotten off track, but I guess this all ties into, you know, in together. I think instead of people using, I know it's a new age, but instead of people using social media and using these new outlets for a uh, positive Uh, outcome we want to use it for you know I'm saying and I think that it's just a shame that we have these powerful uh, means of like getting our voices out there and we want to misuse them instead of like trying to make some type of change we sit up here and do all this this foolishness we use these these forms of you know these forms of getting our expressing ourselves we, we use them in a negative way you know and I really think that that's unfortunate and I look at people like Amos Brown, um I think it's really a shame that you know this generation here, you know, where 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 are we I mean it's just like where do we go? Like we we're losing a lot of our true pioneers and I just look at this generation today and it's just it's very disappointing to see where we're going as a society. You know, these these kids today they they stand. They don't. They're not taking a stand for anything. The youth today are not taking a stand for anything. All they all they're concerned about is getting on World Star Hip Hop. They're they're you know, you know who who can get on who can get on Facebook or get on World Star Hip Hop or get on Twitter or whatever and post the most outlandish tweet or you know who can make the best twerk video. And who can do this and who can do that? but my thing is, it's like, what are you doing to better your community? you know it's it's really sickening, so I don't know it's just it's just I don't know, yeah, I see you know and i and I, and I even know a lot of people personally, you know it's like you never have anything positive to say on Facebook or social media. It's always some type of drama. It's always some type of, you know, I don't know. It, you know, I, I think we're just, I don't know what kind of society we're living in, but I, I think we're obsessed with social media and it's not for the better, you know, a lot of times. So I don't know. So did you have something that you wanted? I know we were um, discussing about the whole gun gun control um because I know a lot of the uh, candidates are now getting out there and they're putting their positions out there for people to, you know, uh, to observe. But I was wondering, did you have anything that you wanted to uh, share tonight?
2: Yeah, I was going through some of the gun control articles and a lot of stuff that, you know, I've seen coming out here lately. And I know we're approaching the presidential election season. When that starts gearing up and, you know, you already see the Republicans getting underway with their self-massacre, for lack of a better term that I'd like. Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
2: But uh, went through some of it, and, you know, again, it's very, from what I've seen, it's very party-line stereotypical, I guess. You know,
0: stereotypically,
2: Republicans are anti-gun control, and stereotypically, Democrats are pro-gun control. But in mm-hmm. the race, what you're seeing is there's actually a nice mixture of things on both sides. Yeah, uh, I know that currently, you know, President Obama has wanted to take some action on gun control. He feels kind of like it's one of the things that he really hasn't got to do. Um, but just as a little bit of a quick rundown, I uh, found a really nice article on the Inquisitor.com that uh, gives a good rating on them. Uh, Jeb Bush. Definitely against gun control, strict party-line Republican on that. Um, He supports uh, background checks at gun shows, supports the stand-your-ground gun laws, and favors the concealed firearms. Get From the NRA, and the NRA plays an interesting role in election times because they give politicians a grade on how they view their views on the gun control issues. Jeb Bush gets an A-plus rating from the NRA. So he got a big backlash, though, uh, from a lot of people when, in response to the oh, – I'm sorry, I'll probably butcher the name of this – the Umpqua Community College shooting had, uh, occurred out in Oregon, I believe it was. And mm-hmm. in response to it, he says, stuff happens. Oh, wow. Yeah, he said, stuff happens. I'm like, oh my, (laughs) all right, but the NRA gives him a grade A plus. Uh, Next one that they have was Carly (laughs) Fiona, Um, Mm -hmm. she's against the gun control. Um, She's been given a pro-gun rights AQ grade by the NRA. I'm assuming that that's, a decent solid A. I'm not sure with what their grading system is with an A Q, but um, she does support Second Amendment gun rights. She opposes a ban for people on no fly lists to buy guns, and opposed the '94 assault weapons ban. So that's some of her history on it. Um, her belief, and quoted is. We have loads of laws, and most of the time criminals are breaking those laws and we're curtailing citizens' lawful rights to carry guns. Fiona said during 2010 debate, um, the assault weapons ban is extremely arbitrary about what qualifies as an assault weapon. So she's, I would say, pretty party-line Republican on that. Uh, mm-hmm. Donald Trump, you know, here's always the wild card. <laughs> Donald Trump says he's against gun control but he is for an assault weapons ban. Um, Uh, He believes that the Second Amendment should be protected and that mental health programs, not gun control, should result from the the community college shooting. mm -hmm. Uh, The NRA has not officially weighed in on him and given him an actual grade as of yet. Um, I'm sure that's probably to come before too much longer as the debates start winding down a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And then Carson.
3: Oh, <laughs> oh
1: Lord, we're gonna get on him more next week because he's he's been in the news a lot lately because they're saying a lot of his, a lot of things that he's claimed or a lot of things, a lot of his quotes are of like, What the hell? <laughs> yeah, like he's a lot. Of, he's been caught up in a lot of lies lately. So yeah, yeah. we're gonna get on him more next week.
0: <laughs>
2: but him, he says he does come out and saying he's against gun control. He believes Second Amendment guarantee uh Second Amendment does guarantee gun rights and it should be left unaltered. He believes law abiding citizens shouldn't have to register guns. And the automatic weapons should be permitted in the countryside but not in the cities. He also as of yet has not been graded as of yet by the NRA either.
0: Hmm.
2: So he does say, I would never advocate anything to interfere with the Second Amendment rights. Uh, we have to keep in mind that law. abiding American citizens, absolutely should have gun right, should have gun rights. So that's about the only ones they have for the Republicans.
0: Yeah, On the but Democrat, you know what,
2: Michael? Before
1: you continue, I don't know if you if you had a chance to watch the Democratic um, debate that I think that um, took place about probably like two three weeks ago. Probably about probably close to a month ago, I think. I don't know if it's been a, quite a month, but believe it or not, they had a couple. of uh, I can't think of their names exactly. Uh, my mind's going blank, but they had a couple of people on the Democrat side that had a, a high um, rating with the NRA. They, they were pretty pro, um, like, they were against gun control. Yeah, um, I can't think I of
2: that more. that more recently. I really have yeah. seen here in the last couple of years, I have seen more of a party shift, so to speak, on that type of topic. Yeah, I'm not sure why or what the reasonings are, but uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. But that's that is an interesting point that it's not usually the stereotypical party line vote on that anymore.
0: Yeah,
2: um, Hillary Clinton. She supports gun control. Uh, She supported in 2000 National Gun Registry, uh, believes local police should be able to track gun information, uh, that states and cities should be allowed to decide their own gun laws, that lawsuits against gun manufacturers over gun violence should be legal, and that assault weapons should be kept off the streets. The NRA has graded her. They gave her an F.
0: (laughs) Oh, wow.
2: Not a Ooh. surprise. If you understand the NRA, surprise. it's not a surprise. <laughs> um, our other prominent Democrat seems to be Bernie Sanders. Um, wants to ban assault weapons. He's in favor of letting people hunt, that choose to hunt as a sport. Uh, he voted to ban gun magazines, which carry 10 bullets or more. That's an old Clinton trick there. When Bill Clinton was in office, that was one of his things. Um ban those with 10 or more capacity, has voted to allow firearms to be in checked baggage on Amtrak and doesn't support lawsuits against gun manufacturers for product misuse. So he's kind of a little bit like Hillary, but not 100%. However, the NRA has still graded him with an F. Uh, Now, Joe Biden, we all know he said that he wasn't going to get in. Or get into the race But uh, they just making the long story short on him They graded NRA graded him with an F as well I think it's kind of interesting to note That the NRA has bothered to grade All of the Democrat candidates Potential or Confirmed or not confirmed As candidates But yet they're still out on the verdict Of some of the major Republican runners I'm not sure why that is But Hmm. I'm sure But as we all know It doesn't matter what party it is. When they're running for president, they're going to flip-flop on things they say. Right. It doesn't matter what party it is. They're going to do that. So I wonder if that's why some of them, like Jeb Bush, has been pretty prominent in the last several years. You know, I think it's probably why they look to him as maybe a safe bet to go ahead and grade him. But, you know, Donald Trump, Ben Carson – I think they're just waiting to see what kind of craziness them two are going to come up with next. (laughs) Right. But that's just my thought on it.
0: All right.
2: Uh,
1: We just had another caller join the line, I believe it's C. Johnson. Uh, Miss C., welcome to the show.
0: Thank
5: you. Uh
1: We are back for another season, and we are glad to have you here. Yes. So what's the new? Like how 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 have how has life treated you? You know since we've last been on air.
5: Well, you know, and I've been blessed and just been, um, you know, God blessed me with another position, so I'm grateful for that. And you know, just been just been extremely busy with a little business adventure. Also, that God has blessed. Me with so uh-huh. um so I've just been extremely busy.
1: Right. Well, we hope yes. to hear more yes. about that in the future if you care to, you know, to share because uh-huh. we're all about supporting one another here.
0: Sure.
5: But, yes.
1: Uh, yeah, but yeah, we definitely want to know any way we can support any any way we can help out. We're, we're more than willing to uh, do that.
5: Okay. Um, thank you
1: yeah I wanted to get- get you up to stephen we talked about a couple things tonight we just finished um discussing the gun control um mm-hmm. issue amongst the you know the republican and democrat um candidates
0: mm-hmm.
1: and mm-hmm. we also discussed uh, uh, the life and legacy of Amos brown um as you guys mm-hmm. know uh, he passed this um this over the pretty much over the the last weekend, I think it was Friday, he passed,
0: actually. Mm-hmm.
1: And um, it was really dev- a devastating blow to the city of Indianapolis because Amos Brown was one of those people that, the people could call him. Um, if they had mm-hmm. questions, they had concerns, they, had, they needed advice, they could call him. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's really sad because we don't have anybody that can fill those shoes. There's very few people that can fill those shoes these days because everybody, there's a lot of people that we lack people that have courage today, and like mm-hmm. we were just talking about the whole social media thing. Everybody wants, you know, to have the most Twitter likes, the most Facebook likes, but nobody wants to get out there and pound the pavement. And I was wondering, mm-hmm. what do you feel about that? Do you think that we we have lost a lot of true old school leaders that got out there and picketed? They got out there and made their voice heard, that got out there
5: mm-hmm.
1: and that engaged with the people. Do you feel that we've lost that in this generation?
5: Yes, we have um and it is unfortunate um and just with um me having to actually watch a lot of those go a lot of those figures go. Um, like it has just really been unfortunate And um, and A lot of times You know when Like we will stand by those Who have gone before us And who have had the courage to go But then it seems like Once they go It seems like There are a lot of people who forget The um, The um, Trials and they forget the courage that those individuals had to lead us on, and they just act like it never happened, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's just like they just fall by the wayside, and they forget where they come from. Because a lot of these leaders really lead us on because sometimes we don't have, and I'm not saying us, but I'm saying that there are a lot of people in our society today that does not have the courage. To let their voice be heard because this show, you know, like we are letting our voice be heard, but there are some people that are not allowing that to happen. So then mm-hmm. we have other people that will step up for us, just like Amos Brown did, and they will actually trudge on for us. But then when they pass on from here, it's like we don't even remember what they've done, and we just go back on living a negative lifestyle. Because they really did introduce a lot of positive attributes, mm-hmm. and you know now that um and and really what is getting me is is that um i I'm just at the point now where I don't understand why um a lot of the people um you know like why they are not trying to actually carry. Their tradition on why are They forgetting it mm. why are They not wanting to um, Respect what they've Done you know so, so right. it just Seems like it's a lot of Disrespectful Attitudes and behaviors That go on once these people Pass on
1: Yeah and you're right uh, I, I really think that We have uh, I Hate to say if I don't want to go this far but We have kind of mm-hmm. In some in some aspects, we have um, gotten somewhere, it's particularly as you know, as far as the African American people are concerned. But I think we we have became complacent, and I think we're really starting yes. to forsake the memory
0: mm-hmm. of
1: those who have gone be, be, before us. You know, I think yes. that we have become complacent. I think we have lost. Our self pride, our self dignity. We've gotten caught up in this this reality TV type of mm-hmm. you know um, mindset where everything is you know everybody's on TV. Everybody you know if it's nothing positive, they don't want to hear about anything positive. It's all about who you know. What I'm saying who stole who's man, who got this and who's got that. It's it's about fighting mm-hmm. disrespect one another and that's what sells these days. You know, and I mm-hmm. think it's really
0: sad
1: we've gotten to that place in society where we've lost our self pride and our self dignity. You know what I'm saying? Yes. We we sold out just for that, mm-hmm. that that green dollar. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's it's really a shame. I really think it's a shame. Um we have yes. another call on air um uh, two nine Three one seven two nine four. Are you just listening at this point? Or um, is there I'm anything waiting. you want to add to the conversation?
5: No, I'm just listening.
1: Okay, feel free to chime in. Um, I wanted to get on, I definitely want to get on, or at least start getting on this subject about Raven Um, mm-hmm. I really think, you know, with all this being said, I think this is a good segue into, this uh this whole debacle with her because it's like to me like girl you have forgotten where you came from
0: mm-hmm.
1: like um if you guys remember back I think it was about a year or two ago she did that interview with Oprah talking about she doesn't identify with the African American community because she's not into labels but boo let me tell you something if it wasn't for that label or that group of people standing up and mm-hmm. fighting for you have the right to voice your idiotic, well, in my opinion, your idiotic points of view, you wouldn't even be where you're at today. You wouldn't be able to sit mm-hmm. on the view and make these these god-awful statements, you know, ridiculous mm-hmm. statements, you know, and you wouldn't be where you're at today if it wasn't for
0: the African-American
1: community that you so much, like, have, like, all this, this Negativity towards You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. So we're going to go to a couple of clips Um We're going to start off When she made the statement about um She's against Hiring people with quote unquote Ghetto sounding names And then um there's another video Where she made this Apology and I think she only made it because She had Her statement had a lot of backlash to it And then she but see, she wasn't done after that. After that, like a mm-hmm. couple of weeks, a week or two later, she made another statement about the Spring Valley um, incident, where the young lady was brutally attacked by, I think, a police officer at at school. And you know, mm-hmm. it's just it's just really sad that you you forget where you come from. To like when if it has anything to do with your people you you feel that you 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 can get validation by slandering and slamming your people on national tv to make yourself look look good and i think that's just very disgusting but we're going to go mm-hmm. through these couple of clicks, and then we're going to come back and have an open discussion um if you want to join the discussion feel free to call us at 646-915-8200 once again that's 646-915-8200 and we will be back after um, these couple of clips
8: you know a new study in the journal evolution and human behavior says Americans make racist assumptions based on people's names now this of course made us think about the viral video that listed <laughs> the 60 most ghetto names and here are their top 10 my boy United States of America Liquid,
6: Alejandrecia King Conquitia Fried Chicken Nisha, Collardine Equa, Greg drank, Nisha, African Nisha Equa, Cushida, Natanya, Boba, Nastria, Nequa, And equal, equal,
7: to, just to bring it back, can we take back "racist" and say discriminatory? Because I think that's a better word. <laughs> yes, it is a much better that's word. a better word. And I am very discriminatory against words like the one that they were saying in those names. I'm not about to hire you if your name is Watermelon Drea. This is not going to happen. <laughs> I'm not going to hire it's you. I that's not your first I'm not going to
6: hire you. I would be such a
7: beautiful King Kong, creature, by the way, for so you guys know. <laughs> but, No, is that me? You know is that mean, right? right? right <laughs> white, people, white people tend to name their children after fruits and vegetables. I have a few. Apple of, you know, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's right. kid. Yep. Uh, then there's uh, Poppy Honey Rosie Oliver, named after Jamie Oliver. Poppy Honey Rosie Oliver. Sage Florence Colette, Clementine Hall. They're big on fruits name. and
5: vegetables. I say, white people, don't name your children when you're hungry. That's
7: <laughs> my or, or, what we tend to do or what we tend to do is we take a common name like Michelle and we spell it all freaky and nobody. It's like the four kids, like, like Isabel, I Z O B E L, Braden, B R A E D Y yeah, N. Yeah. I mean, you take that's a combination
4: situation like what do
7: need? very discriminatory against words like the ones that they were saying in those names. I'm not about to hire you if your name is Watermelon Andrea. This is not going to happen. I'm not going to hire you. Well, I'm I, was King Kong Kong their I would be such a beautiful King Kong queen <laughs> sure by the way, you guys now. Like, no, is that me? You know is that me?
4: me? Raven-, Raven Simone is now backtracking on those comments she made on The View last week, but only after viewers and her own father called her out for them online. Some background here. Raven and her co-hosts were discussing a not-so-nice viral video rounding up so-called ghetto names. In a new Facebook post, the actress writes, My comments about discrimination have spun out of control. Quote, As an equal opportunity employer, I have never discriminated against a name. Even though I said I would, it's not true. My comment was in poor taste. My lack of empathy towards name discrimination was uncalled for.
7: A South Carolina deputy is being investigated after a viral video um, of him went berserk. Wow. She, he's yanking a female high school that's student cool. down to the ground from her desk, and he's being assigned to other duties during the investigation. And Brian, what did you say that's happening?
4: The FBI is now investigating. Really? Yes.
7: Wow. The FBI is investigating. First of all, she, I think we heard about this story. The girl was told multiple times. To get off of her To phone. get off the phone. There's no right or reason for him to be doing this type I of mean, that's harm. That's ridiculous. But at the same time, you gotta follow the rules in school. First of all, why are there cell phones in school? This shouldn't even be a problem to begin with, and he should have been acting like that on top of the it. But
6: Raven, this guy was known in that school. They called him the Incredible Hulk. He condemned amongst students, though, but amongst the administration, they had just given him an award for being a role model. No, they had actually, he had gotten in trouble before for already laying his hands on his students, he had, if I'm not mistaken. He had, the school gave him an award last year for being a role model. A role model who beats a student. Students well, call him the I don't care what award they gave him, but yeah, still, it's, I mean, the girl was obviously, like, not following the rules, but you mm-hmm. cannot lay your hands on someone, I mean, maybe even in jail, but even on Beyond Scared Straight, which you know is a show I love, My, they never uh, hit the kids like they that. They can't.
7: He was actually sued for false arrest excessive force and battery in 2007 after a couple accused him of manhandling them. He has a record and he's still hired, but at the same time, get off your phone. You're in I school. Agree. Get off your phone. What well, that's the same thing, so, yeah. Before I have a question. My mom taught me when I was younger, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. And why do you think that it's important? Why do you think that's important to... Mudsling and have these, these words that obviously touch the hearts and souls of so many people of America being said when we're taught something different as a child. Could you explain that to me, and why do you think your success is based off of that?
6: Well, I'm at least talking about policy. You have a position on what people's names should be. What are I mean, you'll insult people for their names. I'm talking about a government policy that affects all Americans and immigrants and the people living here and is harming our country. So
0: are you, so you don't
1: follow it? Are you against to, okay. Are you against all immigration or just illegal immigration? All right, we're back. And what I find funny about the situation is I, I just want to play a couple of clips to get everybody up to speed of what's been going on. Um the first clip we were we we I played on the show was um when Raven Simone uh made that Comment against people with ethnic sounding or quote unquote ghetto names, and then the next clip I played was from E.T. Entertainment Tonight, where she made this this uh, ridiculous apology. I, it, it was it was a sorry apology, if you ask me. And, and this is what gets me: why is it that the only time people want to apologize is when they're when, when what they say? Received so much criticism and backlash, now this is my thing. If she was praised for what she had said And she was deemed a hero and she and you know she got all these you know like I said, going back to the Facebook likes and all these you know Twitter likes and all this stuff, she would have not even apologized but now that your own father even came out against you and said, Hey, that wasn't right.' You know what I'm saying now you want to apologize, so to me you're put you you're not real to me like to me like I'd rather you be more real and honest I, hey i I'd rather know where you're coming from you know if you really feel that way, I'd rather you be real and honest and upfront and honest and be like, hey, this is my position, but for you to 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 back down now and say that you don't discriminate, okay, if you don't discriminate, why would you even say that to begin with? You see what I'm saying? And then getting on her about this this uh, Spring Valley incident, I think, like, you know, girl, you have no compassion towards anyone. Now, it's kind of funny, like, you know, and I'm just going to keep it real with you. Like, uh, it's kind of funny. Anytime it has something to do with your own people, you, you have no empathy. You have no sympathy. You have nothing. You know, and for you, girl, you, you should really go back to your roots and realize where you came from because, you know, girl, you're African American. I don't know what you think you are now, and you, you want to sit on TV and discriminate against someone, and you want to talk about people's names, which you, you can't help what your parents' name you. But, girl, what if someone say that they didn't want to hire you because you are a lesbian? What if someone say that they didn't want to hire you because you got that damn... That damn rooster sitting on top of your damn head, looking a damn fool. You see what I'm saying? But you want to go in and talk about somebody's name. You want to go in and talk about your culture. And I said, you know what? It's so bad that even the chick that she was dating, but she 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 plays on Empire, even she cut her off and, 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 and broke up with her. Because that's that's just really sick. That's really sickening that you have these types of views. And to me, I'm really disappointed with Whoopi and I'm really disappointed with that cast because nobody on that show has checked her.
0: Mm-hmm. And for you
1: you know, and for you to sit there and just not even say anything and go along with that, I'm very disappointed in Whoopi Goldberg. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. What what see what do you think about the whole situation?
5: First of all, I think that it is just completely trifling. And I say that because of the simple fact that um that's a perfect example of um really forgetting where you come from, and um what I think is wrong is you know um how how can she sit up here and say that that's really not how she felt, but she straight up said it on national t v and and I have a Firm belief in Of the abundance of the heart The mouth speaks so she spoke what she meant And so now When she was getting some heat Up under her behind Then she wanted to understand What she said And truthfully You know I don't understand And excuse my language but I have to say it But I don't understand why she was Being a punk about it because if you Really meant it then why are you All of a sudden going to take it back that is because she knew how foolish she knew how foolish she sounds, and then not only that, how wrong is it for now if you know that you're gay? And I don't have anything against people that that are that way, but my thing is is that you know the type of discrimination you know that a homosexual person gets day by day. Then why are you going to sit up here? And try to take that same discrimination And twist it around And put it on a person That has a name That a parent gave them They cannot help that You So you know So really she has to think about the stuff That she's saying And really I think that she was just embarrassed That she found foolish And then just like what you said About her own father You know coming on And saying the things about what she said you know, um, I'm not gonna say that she was being convicted because I don't think she had any conviction there. I just think that she was embarrassed and she wanted to take it back.
1: Mm-hmm. So, and did you hear and see? Did you hear the last clip when that? Um, I guess on that show when they had uh, Ann Coulter, where she's been known to be like really extremist as far as like Republican. Like she has mm-hmm. some really extreme. views. like she's very racist. Like. But even she mm-hmm. called her out. But it's kind of funny when a white woman calls you out, you didn't have anything to say on that show. But if it's a black person exactly. come on that show, you can argue them down. Mm-hmm. And you can argue them up and down to yes. the door and end the show. But you didn't have a thing to yes. say when she called you out. And I just find yes. that really, just really ironic that she would let that slide. Mm-hmm. But see, that's you know what, what? But when you have
5: self identity issues, and you don't respect yourself. Yes, and, and yes. that's what happens. Yes, that's exactly what I was gonna say too. <laughs> I was just about to say that. Oh yes, oh yes, you know. And I also think, and I'm sorry that if people may take it this way, but I'm sorry, but I gotta say it. Um, that, you know, if if you are African American. <laughs> And if you are caucasian um I'm sorry, but there are certain things that you know we i don't I don't really know how to say it, but if you are afraid to approach a white person and you're african American, but you don't have a problem being outlandish and crazy with an african american then that is then that's a problem. Because, first right. of all, you shouldn't be afraid of no person. I don't care what the color is. Because if a white person disrespects you as an African-American, then you should have the same, excuse my language, but I got to say it too, but you should have the same type of balls, and I'm talking about her, to come out <laughs> and to tell her, look, first of all, I don't know who you think you talk to, but how can you sit up here and act so scared and, you know, afraid to approach this white person who is, you know, who who outwardly who outwardly expressed racial aspects towards you. But then you think that that's okay. But then if African-American does it, then you have something to say. So I don't know mm-hmm. if it's because now, I don't know if she's mixed or not, but I'm saying, but.
1: Both of us are African-American. Is,
5: Oh well, see, I don't know if that's, that's she has that. Uh huh. Right. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So girl, you know I don't
1: know what that. it is. Your ass grew. I mean, excuse my language, but honey, you grew up on the Bill Cosby show, girl. You you know, mm-hmm. don't, girl. Don't don't try to act brand new now because you on the view, booth Because you know where the hell right. you came from. Now you know that's you black right. now, and I'm not trying to be funny, mm-hmm. but you got to know where you where you come from that's right you can't forget that now because the the same black people that you so much against were the same black people that supported you and 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 now now that you and got somewhere now you act like you 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 can't even stand now that's the that's that's, right that's to me
0: Mm -hmm.
1: i'm just saying um we have another caller online uh caller three three one do you have a comment about um, this situation or Amos Brown? We were talking about him earlier. Or, or this, we have been talking about a lot of things. Like we were talking about how um, we have lost a lot of leaders here in the city, um, like a lot of old school leaders that, you, that that took a stand. You know, they weren't just all about the talk, but they actually walked the walk too. And we've just been talking about the entire raven Simone situation. I don't know if you heard about that. But um, do you have a comment about anything tonight? I'm not just listening. Feel free to you know, feel free to weigh in. Two nine four, you still just listening. Two nine four, you still just listening. Mm-hmm. Well, Michael, what do you feel about the situation? Like, what do you feel about that entire Raven Simone situation? We're gonna move on here in a minute, but I just want to get your opinion on that real quick.
2: <laughs> well. First off I'm gonna to have to switch phones here if you lose connection with me, I'll be right back. But uh Okay. Um I think I think she it almost sounded to me like she was trying to be in the discourse that was taking place on her, almost sounded like she was trying to say something to be I don't know, like for like, better term, the life of the party. Yeah. Like she was just trying to say whatever sounded cool to fit in. Whether, regardless if it sacrificed her own dignity or not, yeah, so I, I'm, it, I can't believe she would say that. It's like, wow, and you employ people yourself, and you're saying that on the air. You know, have some sense.
1: That's to me. It's just tacky. It really is. Yeah. Yep. I just, I just don't know, man. That's just, wow. Mhm. Well, um, we're gonna move on to, um, let's see what else. Is. Something else I wanted to talk about. I think we just lost Michael. He'll be back in a second. Um, I believe this is him. All right, tissue, Michael. Yes. Okay. Um, we're gonna move on. I'm gonna take a quick break, y'all. I'm gonna go to a quick song because I got to – um queue up some more videos, but um, when we come back, we're going to talk about um, what else. Yeah, we're going to give an update on the, the Gerald Fogel fiasco. Because y'all, y'all know the subway guy. I said, honey, I said, yes. the, the, the $5 foot loan. I said, he, he wasn't even the was giving them out. you crazy. He was giving out the $5 foot loan. So, <laughs>
3: oh.
1: see, I'm trying to behave <laughs> tonight, y'all. See, don't, don't, don't do this <laughs> to
0: me. Oh, Lord. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because that don't make me, that doesn't make any kind of sense. Like that whole situation, and it's just like more and more is coming out about this man, and this is like this don't make any kind of
5: mm-hmm. sense. Yes,
1: and I'm Right, and I, I will never look at a Subway sandwich again. So I, I don't think I've been to Subway <laughs> since I was
0: broke. <laughs> <clears throat> I, I just think about the kids,
1: and I think about, never mind. And what's so disturbing <laughs> about the situation is, is, like you were a father yourself and you're mm-hmm. going to do that to some, some kids, that, that's despicable. I'm sorry.
0: Yes. Mhm.
1: But anyway, mm-hmm. we're going to go, oh, Lord. We're going to go <laughs> to a quick break. We're going to go to Janet Jackson uh, featuring J. Cole, No Sleep, and we will be back after this. Um, but yeah, man, this is really crazy. I guess now, um, uh, getting back to what we were talking about, the whole Gerald Fogle situation, um, uh, I guess now there's a, there's a teenager that, um, that is, I think she's supposed to be, um, coming on an upcoming, um, uh, be on an upcoming, um, uh, Dr. Phil episode, I believe. On the 12th, so we're going to be following that story, but they were just saying, she was saying how he's been carrying on an affair with her since she was 14 years old and he had Mm. uh, videotaped her and she felt that she was being quote unquote brainwashed and manipulated uh, by Jared Fogle and by Russell, Russell Taylor who was um, a former executive of the Jared Foundation. And to me, like they said, this was pretty much, this foundation was pretty much a front to lure these kids in so they can, you know, get them in there and, and, and molest them and violate them. And my thing is, this is, this is what I'm saying. As parents, you know, like, you know, I'm not a parent, but what I'm saying is I know how my parents were coming up like, you know, they weren't just so willing to just drop me off on other people. And I think a lot of parents, that's what they do. They don't really, for lack of a better term, give a damn about their kids. So they just drop their kids off on any and everybody, you know, mm-hmm. and then when your kids get molested or when your kids get uh, violated, then you want to sit back and, and, and play victim. And my thing is, it's like, quit being so trusting with your children with any and everybody everybody that claims mm-hmm. to be for the youth or or have some vested interest in the youth, they're not truly, they're not truly there for that. You know what I'm saying? And I think that it's really mm-hmm. sad that um there's people out there that will prey on young girls and young boys, you know, and it's really sad. Like, like I said, I think, I think he, yeah, Jared, folks, I think he he had kids of his own, didn't he? Mm. If I'm not mistaken, and it's just like oh, wow, goodness. like you, you know, it, it's just really disturbing that you would do that to someone else's kids, and it almost makes me wonder was there some abuse in the home, or I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's it's, mm. it's just a lot of unanswered unanswered questions that. I still need answers, you know, and I think subway did the right thing by just distancing themselves from this man because this man's a creep, and I've always mm-hmm. felt that something was wrong about him, and you got on you got on air showing you with them big old pants, honey, like you could probably hide two or three kids <laughs> in them pants. <laughs> You know, it's just, I just don't <laughs> understand.
3: What, 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 what do you
1: think about the whole situation, Steve, <laughs> about the <this>? Jerry?
0: <Jared. laughs> I, I know what uh, uh,
5: I will say this. The man is sick, and any time you get pleasure out of um, sexually Molesting or abusing children You're sick You are demented And for that going on for all those years You know um, That that right there shows That he was a mastermind In what he done Because it wasn't just Two or three years It was a myriad amount of years um, Of footage Of tapes Of everything that they confiscated From this man's house and mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and that shows that I don't care if it is something that he suffered from when he was a child, there are men, there is a mental illness with this man because anytime you do that you are mentally ill.
8: You oh, yeah.
5: he he was not sane. And so he felt like, um, you know, he could live a normal life by saying, okay, if I go out here and I lose this weight and I become a spokesperson for Subway, okay, um, you know, no one would ever suspect me doing anything like this. So he had to come up with a, a double life so that, you know, um, so so that his real life would not be seen or noticed in the public. But it shows that what you do with the dark is gonna come out in the light and, and that's exactly what that's exactly what happened. And for all those children that were just subjected to that, you know, he didn't think about the mental um health of those children as they get older. You know, what would they go through or what would they experience, you know, and and that right there, he needs to be buried underneath that jail. He really
0: does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, you
1: know, and like I said, man, that like I said, this this is this this is this should be definitely be a wake up call to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, we idolize these people, and and you know, we put them on a pedestal, but you never know what's really going on in the back of their minds. You know, mm-hmm. and it's it's just really scary, and I think we. As a community, we need to know, first of all, who's living in our community. This man lived in a, like a uh, prestigious neighborhood. like It was a beautiful home in a beautiful neighborhood, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure those people would have never guessed that yes. all of this was happening in their neighborhood. And that's why we have hmm. to really be careful with uh, saying, well, this would never happen in my neighborhood. This could never happen here. That can never happen yes. yet. You know You know, people mm-hmm. would have never thought that all of this stuff was taking place right under their nose. Yes. And exactly. I want to know, you know, did his family know anything about, I mean, they didn't find anything suspicious about his behavior? Like, nobody mm-hmm. questioned where his money was going in this organization. It, it's just a lot of questions I still have. I really
2: yeah, do. I I don't think his wife really suspected anything, because as soon as she heard about it, she's like, bye, out the door, see ya. <laughs> I mean, well, do you she think didn't that waste she was any distancing, time with it. Herself like, from that? Do
1: you think she was just distancing herself from that?
2: I don't know. Usually, if, if they were, but, you know, you find out that they're what I've seen in the past. They're trying, they like, so we're separating till, you know, whatever. But I don't know. Just that quick yeah. of a goodbye out the door. I'm done with this later.
0: <laughs> I don't know. That's,
2: and I could be wrong. I could totally be wrong. But I kind of feel that she probably didn't. Yeah. Because <laughs> you figure these people, a lot of these offenders like this go on. They do this stuff for years unnoticed because they're not stupid. They know how to cover their tracks, you know. They, and it mm-hmm. doesn't surprise me that maybe the family did not know.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, but well, we're gonna co- keep following this story because I'm telling you, every like every couple of weeks, there's something else coming out about it. So. I, mm, 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 mm. I said, it just doesn't give us a good look here in Indiana, Mr. $5 foot long.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <Good look>. <laughs> um. <laughs> mm.
1: All right, but well, we're going to move along from now. I'm going to leave that one alone. Now, do you remember? See, I'm going to ask you, do you know of this story? Because uh, I know, Michael, I was talking to you. You haven't really been following it, but I'm, I'm going to see if C's been following this story. Um, have you heard of that woman, Rachel Doddell?
3: No,
1: woman
5: that name is not Ring a Bell.
1: Well she, well, she was the one that tried to pass as a black woman, and she got all these... um. Like scholarships and stuff like that, and like she tried to sue um, Howard University, and um, all this she did all this shady stuff, all also she could benefit from being black, and I she will not admit. That, yes. Yeah, and she will not admit that she was wrong, and she will not admit that she that she's white, and everybody's like, even her family's like, why are you acting like this? You know, and it was just a lot of shady stuff she did. She lied and said that people left nooses in her um, yard and all kind of stuff. Like, she was really pretty much an attention whore. And her her actions mm-hmm. affected a lot of people. And um, she's received a lot of backlash. And it's not the thing that you identify, you can identify with whoever you are, but for you to say that you are black. Now, if you feel that you identify with the black community, it's fine if you want to this is not even a thing about you trying to fit in. this is about you lying saying that you are one mm-hmm. thing and you're not. Right. So um they did an interview with her. Um this is about a four or five minute clip and I want you guys to listen to this, it'll give you insight on what happened. But they were pretty much asking her and trying to get to the bottom of why she did what she did. And um when we come back I wanna talk about this because this really um this is can almost be compared to she she wants to compare herself to Bruce Jenner, which I'm going to be honest with you, I have little or no respect for him. Because mm-hmm. he um he's one of those people you you claim that you want people to accept you and you claim that you know you want people like to me you're not a hero. Like you know, you you sit up there and want the gay community to accept you, but you won't stand behind them when it comes to their rights or the things that they need. You know what I'm saying? And you'll publicly denounce mm-hmm. them, but yet you want them to stand behind you and all your foolishness.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's, it's just a lot of controversial stuff going on with this situation, but um, I watched this show on the View, I mean not the View, the Real, I mean get this right, the Real um, which which airs on BET. I watched this, um, I think it came on last Wednesday, last Tuesday or Wednesday night. And, like, this interview is just really shocking. It was probably like a 15-minute interview, but I'm going to play like four or five minutes of this, and we're going to come mm-hmm. back and um, give some commentary.
8: There were some people that felt, that you never identified yourself as white. So, like when you went to Howard University, some people felt like they never knew you were white. You were black, and so they felt like maybe the scholarship or when you, the you know when you got admitted to Howard, that took an opportunity from a black woman. So that's why a lot of people. It's like we, you can identify, for well, sure. you're beautiful, but we're trying to understand <clears throat> why. In some instances, yes. you never told people that, that you were, were white. white. Yeah. I mean, it,
9: are you ashamed of being white? Well, like Dick Gregory says, white isn't a race; it's a state of mind.
8: OK, Nothing but you about know, white no, is no, no, let me tell you something, I'm black. I can't uh-huh. be you. I can't reverse myself. Right. I let me tell you right though. If the police, the, me, the police stop me, the police stopped me, you could t- throw that off and show that little like, nice, fine hair up under, and you might get away. I may not. I may not even make it in the jail. Well, so it's a difference. Okay. It's a big difference. Well, Rachel. Mm-hmm.
7: Following that, I have a question. All uh-huh. right. What does what does being black mean to you, and why
9: why why do you want to be black? Well, I think that you know sometimes how we feel is more powerful than how we're born. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, blackness can be defined as philosophical cultural okay. biological you know there's yeah. a lot of different that's things right. a lot of people and I think you do have to kind of like walk the walk if that's how, who you are okay so so you feel that you walk the walk
7: of a black woman absolutely no, no. okay so, no, go ahead get your now. I just want to could you expand on that
9: well I mean I think you know walking the walk in terms of philosophical and cultural like what I was talking about as far as the broader definition, the pan African definition of um blackness. I think um you're talking about then changing it to um a black woman. Is there a singular experience? Is uh, there one absolutely. experience? Absolutely. Um there are opportunities that I
5: might not get that you can have only because of the color of my skin, not because I'm a smart, beautiful, amazing mother, wife and entrepreneur, oh you God. know, um, e- even as successful as I am now, there are lots of doors that I can't walk into that you can
9: definitely walk into. So I just really want to know, like, have you ex- have you ever experienced anything like that? The police marked black on my traffic tickets. Wait, they what? They what? <laughs> no, I want to hear that because I'm interested. You know, you get the B, the W, or the U. You know, the, the W is for white, the U is for unidentifiable, yeah. the B is for black. So it's all based on the police. Don't, when they pull you over, they don't say, "Are you black? Are you white?" You know, they they identify you.
8: Now, okay, um, you have compared your journey to Caitlyn Jenner's journey. <laughs> so you know, you said there are similarities and there are differences, and you said that people, they you felt like people treat Caitlyn, you know, they're they're they accepting to her. her, but they're not accepting to you. Why do you think that?
9: Well, I certainly applaud. Caitlin, for discovering herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, again, you know, what does it mean to be a little different from your spouse or your children mm-hmm. and yet no less than 100% mother a 100% <coughs> wife? Um, you know, are we all entitled to be exactly who
7: we are? My question to you would be what made you not say the the biological the, – the Your biological birth, birth, yes, birth race. Race, yes. yes. What made you not say that?
9: I mean, I guess you know. I mean, I've described to you a little bit of the timeline. For example, Howard University, there's no race designation on the application. Got it. I didn't, you know, fill out, check out. There are no boxes to check.
7: Can I ask a question, Rachel? When Mm -hmm. you mentioned that there weren't boxes of race to check in your applications, if there were, what would you have checked? When I went to Howard, yes, Mm -hmm. I.
9: I mean there weren't the, in on the application there were not boxes. So. But if there if were, were, boxes. were a box. <laughs> if there were,
7: if it said white, mm-hmm. Hispanic, Black, Asian, or other mm-hmm. what what would you have picked? I I think when it
9: when it comes to filling out forms, right? The the form in particular usually defines things. So for example, on one of the forms that I um filled out, which was called into question this summer, it it said uh, white, in parentheses, um, having European ancestry, um, black, in parentheses, um, human populations originating in the continent of Africa, and, you know, Native American, it defined that. And it's like, okay, I teach, I, you yeah, know, I've been a professor of African history, black studies. Yeah, but which one you hem- check? No. So it's like, when it came, you know, I checked white and black because... We all have human origins in the continent of Africa. I mean that's true right the human populations originating in Africa is everybody
1: all right, that gives you a little brief inside um, synopsis on what happened with in that interview and it's just like really that 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 interview was really disturbing to me like it was insightful but disturbing like to me it's really bad when you that's no different than than someone black being ashamed of who they are if you were born white you need to embrace who you are like it's 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 like i don't know I, i just really think that we should love and accept ourselves for who we are like i i mean for you to to refuse to acknowledge that you were born as Caucasian, that's very disturbing to me. And, and, you know, you can identify with whoever you want to, but like when you're like like they said, when you're starting to take opportunities from other people and you're not forthcoming and honest about who you are, I think I have a problem with that.
2: You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm.
1: What do, you
2: do you think that maybe she is just trying to come up with a very outlandish way to explain the fact that she's like, hey, I want to fraud the system and take advantage of something over here?
1: Yeah, and I, and I think that was that was the big controversy behind the whole entire situation because even her parents came out and say, hey, this is wrong. You know, um she they 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 did not agree with anything that she did and they they felt that she was wrong for taking the opportunity from other people they don't know why she she did she did that. You know, and I, and I just, really
2: think if she was really trying to convince someone of her let's say psychological argument, she wouldn't have been so carefully worded to sidestep certain legal ramifications.
1: And you see how you heard in that interview how she kind of sidestepped a lot of questions, too. She didn't want to answer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. I'm
0: like,
1: it's very simple. It's called fraud. It's just simple, okay? I don't know, man. And And then she tried to compare it to the whole Caitlyn Jenner thing. I just, I don't, I'm just, girl, I'm just over you. Like, I'm really over you.
0: <laughs>
5: mm-hmm.
1: You know, I just. Mm-mm. What do you feel about that, C? <clears throat>
5: First off, you know, she she um. To me, it seems like she wanted to experience the quote unquote uh, African American experience now, and what I mean by that is is that because you know um there has been a lot of racial and prejudice and discrimination against African Americans. There have been a lot of um schools and scholarships, things like that, that have been designed and designated just for us. And um and I don't know if if um she wanted a Um, Free ride scholarship Or if she wanted To just attend a black school Or she wanted to uh, Well to me It seems like she was really trying to make A mockery of African Americans Because anytime you are um, You know Anytime you try to Portray yourself As being an African American To get some type of benefit I think that you're trying To make a mockery and what she done was outlandish and to me it just seems like she just sold money. And I'm sorry. And she just stole the experience and she just needs to be oof. See, that kind of stuff mm-hmm. is foolish. That is that is fool, that is foolishness. So, yeah. um and and I and the way that she was responding on that show you know she she was actually getting um some words from each and every side, so all those blows that was being placed for her head you know she didn't
0: want <laughs> it was
5: hard for her to come up with the answer because she knew she was wrong in the first place, and she knew that she looked stupid, and there was really no no correct wording that she could ever put out there to make her you know like to give a correct answer mm-hmm. there was really no. There was no correct answer for it. So, really, I think in her mind, she was really trying to be careful with what she said because she knew she was sounding stupid in the first place. So, you know, and there was really no way out of it. So, of course, she was trying to search for the words to say, but to sum it all up, that was just stupid. Just stupid. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I
0: mean,
1: uh, that was just a bit of that that interview, but it was just really fascinating. I've never heard of something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Which we you look at it, she can't pass off as being racially ambiguous, but you look at her uh, pictures when she was younger, honey, it was no denying that she was white.
0: Mm-hmm. And then,
1: you know, um, I don't know. It's, it's just a crazy situation. But, um
0: Mm-mm-mm
1: yeah I just think people need to just be happy with what they have and who they are, and you know you know, and it's kind of funny that you want to reap the benefits of being black, but you
0: mm-hmm. but you don't
1: want to go through the struggle of it, though you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. and that that that's what bothers me more you know than anything
0: mm-hmm. but
1: um I have a One more, probably about one more story tonight because the other stories I had, I thought I had downloaded them, the clips. So, um, and I don't think I have them um, online. So I think we're going to have to hold off to next week because I want to do a part two of Mm the Spring Valley incident because um, I guess now they have a petition um, for. Of CNN to fire Don Lemons because to me, like, here we are with another self-hating, and, I, and I'm sorry to say this, I hate to use this terminology, but we're going to use it because we just keep real on this network. I think mm-hmm. that he's just another self-hating cool. Like, Don Lemons is horrible. Like, anytime because he, he, he's he's almost, he's worse than Raven Simone. Like, any... You're on CNN, a national network, and any any chance you get to demean your people and put them in a in a negative light, and, and like Michael said earlier, just so you can fit in, you know what I'm saying, and, and feel mm-hmm. like you're a part of the discussion so you can feel relevant and you can feel that you have some type of self-esteem boost by putting down your people. Any chance you get to do that, you do that. Like, Don Lemon is like, and to me, like like you said, you're supposed to be in now an openly gay man, and I believe he's in a relationship too. You know how it is to be discriminated against. You know what it is, first of all, to be a gay male and then a gay black male on top of that. I just really find it disgusting and despicable that you would would put your community in that type of light because dude, I mean it was just crazy and it's and it's and it's and it's sad that there's the white people are more sympathetic and empathetic than these Uncle Tom sellouts. Like it's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And even they're looking like, are you serious? Like I, I I just really think it's just disgusting. When we like I s like I said, like you know, we we have had Black pioneers paved the way and have died just so you can get on TV and express yourself and put out this type of foolishness. And instead of you mm-hmm. using that, you know, using that opportunity to better your community, you're sitting here trying to destroy your community. You know what I'm saying? And I just think it's just really mm-hmm. sad. And I I really think that there's a lot of people, and I call it cooning. That's the term for that. You're cooning for the public, and I really think Mm -hmm. that that's just despicable. We're the only race of people that will feel like that we have to get around, and I think it's a slave mentality type of thing. We feel that we have to put down each other to gain approval from mainstream Mm -hmm. Mm society. And I said, you know, it's just nothing but a modern day. Slave mentality type of thing
5: Right, right.
1: And we're going to get on that next week Because I'm going to have that clip next week But um, I just, mm-hmm. I'm just, i just really disgusted By a lot of this stuff That's going on these days And I think that uh, You know I, Signing a petition is not going to do it Sign a, Signing mm-hmm. a petition Is not going to get these people off air because if all you're going to do is go back and and keep watching the show to see what foolishness they're going to say from week to week, they're going to continue getting the ratings. They're going to continue getting the numbers, but the way to really hit these people is by not watching or tuning in Mm -hmm. because, you know, that's what that's all these networks. Those people are not going to let Ray Bone go. Because she's bringing in the views, like she's controversial, and from what I hear before uh, Raven Simone even came on that show, the view the the view was on the way of going out out of view. Honey, Mm -hmm. the view was on their way out the door, like, and they brought her in, and she's brought a lot of views to the view. So, like you know, they're not going to get rid of Raven Simone. They even said that in the statement that. They stand by Raven Simone and she brings something to the show, pretty much. So the way mm-hmm. you combat that, since they don't want to even acknowledge your little stupid petition, you stop tuning in. You stop making her relevant, and you and, and you stop giving power to what she says. She's gonna look like an idiot after a while. Mm hmm. So that's how you that's how you deal with situations like that. You know, um, if they lose ratings, they lose money, they lose five, and then that's how you get rid of somebody. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I got mm-hmm. one more story mm-hmm. for you and I'm gonna get off here and go to bed. Got ten minutes left in the show.
0: <laughs> um
1: we're on this kick tonight, we're just we're we're, we're talking a little bit more about race tonight, but I think that we got to have this dialogue. Um, This story comes from the daily news, um, New York news. And it's written by Lori Hanna. And um, this story came out Wednesday, October 25th, 2015. Um, and it's entitled Arizona Student Fired from Internship After After Tweeting Racist Cotton Field Photos, which stated, mm-hmm. Our inner nigger came out today.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, we're, we're going to read the story. Uh, let's see. If my computer will work with me. It's freezing up. Wait a minute. Okay, here we go. An Arizona woman was fired from her internship after posting a racist tweet that quickly went viral. Erica Escalante caused outrage when she posted photos on Twitter of herself and a friend in a cotton field with the caption, Our inner nigger came out today. The 20-year-old quickly deleted the offensive post, but not before others began sharing a screenshot of her air. Quote, I deleted it, but it was much too late, Escalante told Fox 10 Phoenix. Quote, I apologize fully, and I take full responsibility for what I've done. It's just not okay. The Spanish linguistics major was apologetic to everyone she offended. Quote, I'm sorry if you took this to heart. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it at all. It was a mistake. That's all I can say. Um she explained it was intended as a joke, but but the health company isogenics, where she was a paid intern, failed to see the funny side and sacked her within two hours. Quote We were shocked when we saw it hold one minute, we were shocked when we saw it. It's not what we would expect, said the spokesman, Kevin Snyder. Isagenix is a is based in Chandler, Arizona, and it produces health and wellness products. When we looked at it, I immediately knew we had to take swift action, added Snyder. Um, and I guess the, they put up a tweet that said, we too find this tweet offensive and we are just as shocked. This does not reflect our values and culture. This intern is no longer with us. It was unanimous, and it was a complete conflict of who we are and what we stand for as a company. So within roughly two hours, we ended our employment with her. And embarrassed Escalante said that she has learned her lesson and has now deleted all of her social media accounts. It was just a lack of my better judgment. I was not thinking at all she told a TV station. Now, this is my thing, C and Michael. Why is Mm -hmm. it that people feel some type of remorse only after they receive backlash from their comments? Mm -hmm. My thing is, like you said earlier, C, don't be a punk about it. If that's how you really Mm -hmm. feel, that's how you feel. Stand by Mm -hmm. what you think. Don't don't backtrack what you said now that you got all this backlash from because you pretty much said what you meant the first time.
0: Mm-hmm. And to
1: me, this is this is this is the most even more despicable aspect of it is how are you as a Mexican when you, when your people have been the butt of all the jokes in the media, especially you know um, when people like Donald Trump and everyone else like you're the butt of all jokes and mm-hmm. you had the nerve to be racist toward some black people, another minority like yourself, that, that's disturbing to me.
5: Mm-hmm. That's right. And yeah. I'm not
1: trying to be funny when I'm saying this, but there's a lot of these minorities, especially a of makes they really are just as racist, if not more racist, than, than some of these uh, white supremacist people my su- white mm-hmm. supremacy organizations you know what i'm saying and i think that's yeah. really sad that's really sad how dare you and now you want to get on here and ask for forgiveness from the black community i said mm-hmm. you know what you get nothing here you get nothing here right. because you you're not really sorry you you're really not showing any type of true remorse you're just showing some type some form of remorse Because you got caught. And then you tried to cover it up. You know what I'm saying? And Mm -hmm. then when you couldn't escape the mistake that you made, now you want to be sorry for what you said. No.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm curious to know her friend that was in the picture with her, what did she have to say? I want to know
1: about that, that too. Did you see the picture?
0: No, Mm I didn't say that.
1: Yeah. Her friend was in the picture too, but they didn't say anything about her.
5: Mm. See. Just just being there and just being in on it, she should have had some type of consequence too. And you right. know, and that right there is not right. You know, because I because basically to me, like what it's saying to me is okay the person that made the comment is is the only one that, that we are really going to go after, but we're going to let this other person slide because they just stand in there. No, they shouldn't have been in on the period because, you know, you you still being affiliated with this person who is saying these outlandish, crazy, disgusting things, you should really reap some consequences too. So whomever did not um, – so – I believe that the person did not even do their job in the first place because that person should have gotten right. some type of consequences, Period.
2: I'd be interested to know if the person, one who she is, and you know, when she seen this caption was posted that obviously has her in it, what did she do? Yeah. yeah. Did she did she immediately say, Hey, this is bullshit. I don't want to be a part of this. What the hell are you doing? Or did she sit yeah. there and go, Oh ha ha, that's funny?
1: And see, that's a good question, Michael. That's because that that right there could change a lot too in the situation.
0: Mm-hmm. Because
1: who who could say that, that you know, if she knew that she was gonna even be a part of something like that?
2: Right, I mean people you know, are safe picture taken happy today you know yeah people take selfie because, and like the drop of a hat
1: yeah because that caption could make a, a a lot of things in that situation because she probably didn't know that that girl was going to put that on the, uh put that tweet out there with that caption
2: yeah and if she did then she needs to be held just as uh liable as this other person yeah
1: yeah, but I bet you since it was her Twitter account, then yeah, but now she said she didn't delete it all her social media. I'm like, oof. <laughs> I'm telling you, like I said, social media. And the thing about it, that's why people need to be careful what they put out there for the public because these companies are not playing around with people these days. They are not going to be having these multi million and billion dollar companies, and you are putting stuff out there. They're not going to tarnish their image because of of you. And, honey, they will fire mm-hmm. you for the quickness. So you got to mm-hmm. be careful what you put out there because that stuff can come back and, and haunt you.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: and do I feel sorry for her? I do not feel sorry for her. That's
5: right. I don't. Mm-mm. No. Yep. No, because you shouldn't you, have said it.
1: I mean, you grow. I mean, that's dumb. I mean, if you feel like that, you feel like that. But for you to put it out there, man, you deserve everything you get. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm.
5: That's right. Mm-mm-mm-mm. All right. Well, you we know, have and, about.
1: Thir- yeah, go ahead.
5: Oh, yeah. And so, you know, um, but that goes back to something that you said. You know, you have said that why is it. That when the people get caught or when the consequences come down on them, then they want to apologize. But see, but that just goes to show that, you know, when you see, to me, it seems like because of her color, and I'm just going to say it because of her color, she felt like, you know, she could get away with it. And she probably felt like, okay you know, they're not gonna do a dang on thing to me and I'm just gonna go ahead and say what I wanna say and I'll swear have my job and I'll be fine. But then when they went ahead and they fired her and told her that she needed to get the all about the cuts to get the you know what out, then that's when she was like, Oh, I'm sorry, oh I'm this, oh I'm that so now she's sitting there without a job and what she starts to realize is that there's a lot of people and a lot of companies that's going to hear about that. So my question is, are they going to be so eager to hire her, or are they going to just say, okay, no, we don't want a person like that in our, you know, job or whatever. She probably
1: messed herself up crazy. for a while behind that. And yes. even if they don't know anything, if, if some time passes and she can't find someone if they do some digging, that's going to always come up and that's going to always, come back to bite her in the behind.
4: Absolutely, Mm
2: -hmm. because any prestigious job or employment position or any type of thing you do that's upper, really upper scale or anything is going to have a very thorough background check and they will look at your social media stuff.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: They put her name in a search engine, that stuff's going to pop up. Yeah. And that's just on a basic level. Oh no, man, I'm telling you, I think she's burnt, man. But yeah, man, I just I mean, I just I can't say I feel sorry for her, man. Why would you do that?
2: I don't either. I mean, it's social media. That's just you career. put it on that's, there that's and the whole world is find. going to see it. Do you think the whole world is going to find that's humorous?
0: Mhm.
1: Mhm, mhm, She probably can't get back on social media. I wouldn't do it. They're probably mm-hmm. man. Mhm. Mm-hmm.
0: See you. Yeah. Oh yeah. well,
5: she just thought after the fact. But you know, you're supposed to think about it before you even say it. And I agree with something that you said. Cynical, you know, if if that's how you feel, you know, you are, um, you're subjected to your feelings. You know, nobody can take your feelings away from you, but you have to think about it when you get out here and you spread your feelings. How will that affect you? How will that make you look? You know. And she never thought about the outcome.
1: And like I said, man, you know. That's a lot of people, and I'm, I'm almost gonna keep it 100 with you. That's a lot of people with racist um, ideologies and, and ways they But you will never see them. They still have to live. They still have to maintain, and they're gonna keep that stuff under wraps, and they're gonna have common sense about it.
0: Mhm. Yeah. She just
1: that was just dumb. Yes. Yeah. It's like you, you feel the way. You just feel that way. But you mm-hmm. pretty much now put yourself in a position where you pretty much have tarnished, I'm not going to say destroy. I don't know if that's, you know, too extreme of a word, but you have really tarnished, tarnished your image and tarnished your future. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's going to be hard for her to find employment now.
5: That's right. Yep. Hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm going to bring that story up and I think we will shoot It's four minutes after 11. I just want to thank you guys for coming in. You know, I know I kind of mm-hmm.
0: restarted
1: to show up out of nowhere, you know, out of the clear blue, but I just felt like, shooting. if we're going to just do it, let's just do it and get it back on the road. So I, I think, you know, it's we'll right. pick back up and get our audience back soon. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So,
0: absolutely. So I guess.
1: Next Monday we will continue leaving off where we left off. It was a lot of stuff we didn't get to, um, and then hopefully we'll get we'll get the uh, reality check three one seven back up and going soon because I know we got some stuff to talk about these churches. I
0: really want oh, to get
1: on that. Yeah. You remember that man that that guy that he ain't gay no more.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Talk about now yeah. he got a girlfriend. And talking about he was Mm -hmm. sleeping with Cordell, um, Portia's wife from Real Housewives of of Atlanta, sleeping with her husband, ex-husband Cordell. But I think Mm -hmm. somebody must have probably yanked him up somewhere because, honey, Mm -hmm. within 24 to 48 hours, he retracted that statement. And they told him to get on. I think somebody told him to get on air and said, are you being forced to make this statement? He said, no, I'm Mm -hmm. not being forced to make this statement. And he said, I, so I do apologize, but I none of what I said about Cordell Stewart was true. And it just sounded right. like somebody was forcing him to say that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. this. I don't think he's truly delivered, mm-hmm. quote, unquote.
0: <laughs>
1: he, he ain't delivered right. from them cupcakes and them ding-dongs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I ain't getting over a win. 10 seconds ago? <laughs> <See>? <laughs> right. Oh, my God. <sighs> I don't, know, I don't
1: know, What woman would take him serious? Like, seriously, who would take him
0: serious?
5: Mm-hmm. Exactly. hmm Oh, mm-hmm. my God. I believe I'm not that's the only way that they... I think that's the only way that a person will probably take him seriously is if he had all this money and if he had a lot yes. of fame. Then they probably would just for um, the aspect of status. But you're like, yeah, right, yeah.
1: who? Some, who? They, some of these women so self-esteem is so long They he ain't gotta have that. They just right. well, They just want to <laughs> be with somebody that's gonna show them some attention, and they don't care if it's negative or positive.
5: That's right. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's right.
2: <laughs> and you yeah, know, I I I understand why people do I guess I understand it, but still I see here and I look at my own situation, I'm like, you know, I suffer from some low self esteem quite a bit, but you know what? I just had the good common sense to get rid of an ex. <laughs>
1: I well, will tell you what, honey, that's bad when you shit you you selling for somebody that don't even want what you got between your legs, and that's bad.
0: Yeah.
1: Somebody that don't truly want your stuff. Your stuff is not sufficient. They talking about your his grace is sufficient, but your stuff
2: ain't. <laughs> well, glory. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, that must have a down. lot of grace. Oh,
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. oh my
0: God!
1: You said a lot of grace with so a lot of gravy.
0: Well, yeah. You know. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> All right. I'm talking about that brown gravy, too. <laughs> <laughs> White gravy. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Oh, my <laughs> Lord.
1: I better get my right. butt to, honey. You know when I when I you know when I get tired I start just saying
0: anything. <laughs> I know how you feel. So
2: <laughs> I've known you for a lot of years. You don't have to be tired to do that. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are times we went places I wish there was a camera with us.
0: <laughs> I know. Oh, I
1: see we need to do reality show on that.
0: Yeah, that's that's
5: real when we got the TV. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that was hilarious. But yeah, but it's been real. And I just really had a good time on the show tonight. And I'm looking forward to the next one.
0: All
1: right. Yeah, I'm going to jump up off here. Okay. I'll be talking to y'all tomorrow, sometime this week. All All right. right.
5: Have a good night. All right. Yep. Good night.